For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's up, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Welcome to the very first recap episode of Topic Thunder. This is something we're going to be doing every single Thunder game as a rotating cast of characters. Tonight, I'm your host, Stephen, of Thunderous Intentions, and alongside me, you've got Anthony Montero of Now That's Thunder Basketball. What's going on, Anthony? Not much. How are we doing tonight? Man, we're doing pretty good. I mean, we had Thunder Basketball, so that's a major plus, but then they lost, which I don't know. Do you care? Does it matter? I mean, not really. This is more of let's work out rotations kind of situations as opposed to uh, win or loss. Yeah, yeah. It would be better to win, but, like, it's not a, it's not a big deal, right? Yeah, not a big deal. Not right now. We're fine. And, I mean, we didn't even – there there was no Russ. He's still out with that knee injury, hoping to get him back soon. There's no PG who was out at the last minute for personal reasons. That's all I know about that. You got anything else? That, no, that's, that's, all that's, all that's, been, that's all that's been put out so far. There was no Reggie, which was kind of disappointing. I was really looking forward to that Reggie versus Schroeder matchup, as we talked about on our weekly, right? Yeah, he's uh, saving that out of animosity for the regular season. <laughs> right, he, right. He's not trying to give anything away. And I said he was back to full contact like a week and a half ago. You could get out there and run a little bit, Reggie. Uh, he's, 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 trying to, he's trying to save it for, for uh, dagger moments on win-loss record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was also no Blake, who I'm sure the the fans in Oklahoma were disappointed to miss out on seeing play. But I don't even what was what was wrong with him. I don't even know. He's just I, always I hurt. Think, I just think he sat out. You know, one of those things where it's better to uh, save him for the regular season while they can play him before he gets hurt. You if know, he was any, in the arena. Yeah, if there's anybody to play it safe with, right? Yeah, he. I mean, he was in the arena. You know, of course, he's gonna get his love here in Oklahoma, but. You know, it's better right. to save him for the regular season while you can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There was also no Abdul Nader, and he's bringing up the rear. So with that said, it's time to get into a segment that we're going to do every recap, which is going over the game briefly from tip to buzzer, summing up the game rapid fire. So let's hook up the TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. So the summary of this game, Detroit won the opening tip, and then they played basketball for a while, and the Thunder ended up losing, but as we talked about, who cares? Yeah, in between there, I think there was a few timeouts, maybe a halftime, and then the end of the game. Some people dribbled, some people shot the ball, some people didn't play much defense. And that's the end of hooking up the TiVo, and I promise that'll be a little bit better most times, but... This is these preseason games are an exceptional uh, circumstance where the flow of the game isn't really what's important. So we're going to try to maximize talking about the players. In light of that, uh, 
You got some stats for us, Anthony? Yeah, I do. Let's start with the winning team. Uh, so we have uh, Stanley Johnson, who played uh, an absorbent amount of minutes for the preseason. He played 36 minutes, had 14 points and five rebounds. Looked pretty impressive. Um, followed by Glenn Robinson, who played uh, 15 minutes. He had 11 points, and I believe he was one for three from three points. And then Andre Drummond, who also came in uh, toting a high amount of minutes at 33 minutes. He had 31 points and 16 rebounds. He was uh, definitely dominating on yeah. the inside in this game. Yeah, and but like you said, uh, they played a ridiculous amount of minutes. So like their stats are going to be inflated over what the Thunder guys did, who basically played up a played a backup's <laughs> worth of minutes, right? So yes. it's hard to compare so, them apples to apples. But yeah, yeah. He, he was absolutely great in this game. Most definitely, he wasn't. He was getting a lot of those minutes against, uh, you know, secondary guys still trying to figure out rotations. Uh, on the Thunder side, we had Alex Sabrinas, who uh, had 15 minutes in. He had six points, and he was two for three from the three-point. So he came in, uh, right. shot the ball confidently, and uh, took the three-point shot and wasn't hesitant, and he looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought he was showing a, a good amount of hustle on defense, too. Uh, kind of it looked like it was something he was putting an emphasis on which is definitely something we love to see. Definitely show some improvement in individual defense and overall team defense. So uh, it's good to see that. We had uh, the big man in the middle, uh, Stephen Adams with 26 he, points. He had 17 points, two assists. He's out there dropping dimes. <laughs> A couple and, of them. Uh, yeah. He dropped, he dropped 20 cents. Yeah, he dropped 20 cents. <laughs> Looking pretty good. You know, he drops 20 cents a night. <laughs> and uh, watch out now. Russ and, and Schroeder better watch out. <laughs> you think they'll go with Adams as the third-string point guard instead of Abrinas next time? You know, they, they they just might. He might be one of those, like, point center. Just try to picture him running around a pick. So I, great. I mean, we did see him last year run, you know, get the rebound and run the offense all the way down and finish it on his own. So. Oh, yeah, that Euro step. And we got that bullet pass <laughs> against the Warriors to Dre, right? So yeah, I think he's got it in him. The Euro step, you know, he's uh, I've seen he's seen Russ's highlights and is and has been practicing. <laughs> and then uh, to, yeah. to round it out, we have Dennis Schroeder coming in at 26 minutes, 21 points, nine assists, five rebounds. He was uh, very impressive. He was most definitely impressive, cutting to the basket, getting to those wide open uh, layups, and um, a development of. Him and Adams with that with that pick and pop and that give and go, I think that's going to be something to look forward to here in the near future. Right, yeah. I mean, you could see it in the blue and white scrimmage. They already have great chemistry together. I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what percentage of of Schroeder's minutes he's going to get to play with Adams versus playing with Noel, but. It's hard to say maximize those minutes because we love to see Russ and Adams too. But well, it's gonna be, I, I think it's so great to see that he has that chemistry with him. Yeah, most definitely. It's going to be ridiculous to see that, like, you know, Russ comes out there and it's just a pick-and-pop game with Russell uh, and Adams. And then when you go to your secondary unit or you mix in, you start bringing back your starters with the secondary unit, you have to worry about that pick-and-pop with Schroeder and Adams as well. And so if he can develop that with Nerlens or maybe Patrick Patterson or Jeremy Grant on that secondary unit, it's going to be – basically worrying about the pick and pop all game. Yeah, for sure. And I think the thing that's interesting about seeing this game 
out of Schroeder is that for most of these, for, for most of the players, and especially if like, if this had been Russ playing these minutes, you'd be looking at it and you'd be like, oh, well, it's all against backups, right? And so who really cares? You can't really tell anything from that. But the thing is, Dennis Schroeder's going to be playing against backups, mostly. So, like, I think this is actually a pretty good indication of how effective he's going to be against bench units. Well, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing when you have a starting caliber point guard uh, coming off the bench as your sixth man. Uh, so, like, he's done this against, like, the starters, the stars, and now he's going to get to do this against, you know, the second units and the third unit guys that may not be up to par younger mm-hmm. guys and so he's just gonna he's gonna abuse them that's pretty much what it looks like yeah exactly and uh he came out super aggressive in this game which these preseason games at first the few the first few are ones where you the thing you're most excited about is seeing how the young guys do and like you said how the rota- rotations shake out but he came out really aggressive, and I think that's a really good sign because part of the reason the bench suffered so much last year was because Paul George wasn't very aggressive. He's That's just not how he's built. He's kind of a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. So yeah. Schroeder coming out and pressing the issue on the bench unit is really going to help this team. Well, it's, 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 it's somebody who's able to create their own shot and make shot for others off the secondary unit that we haven't had since basically Harden was in that yeah. same capacity um and, much and reggie like when he felt like it right and, and reggie when he was content on his first contract um but even more so it's it's kind of one of those things where um you know he's looking to not uh, rehab his image a little bit i guess but also uh his his excitement is kind of you could see it all all boiling there and he's like you know i'm gonna go out there and show them you know, why I, why Atlanta should have never gave up on me or whatever it is, his motivation. And then much like we heard during the press conferences and we've heard coach Donovan say, you know, he took some threes and he made some. Yeah. Yeah. And he's busting up those yo-yo dribbles and those no look passes. Like he was out, he was out there trying to put on a show. And his defense looked like it still needs a little bit of work, but he, like he put effort into the defense and the overall scheme. So much like they say, I, I think he can be a guy that can play good enough defense when you have everybody else out there. Yeah, they keep throwing around the word elite, right? Uh, but yeah, so his his pick his pick and roll chemistry with Stephen Adams was was really the most noteworthy thing. He he knew where he was at all times, and they they really seemed to work well together. And I, so for about the whole first quarter, anytime the Thunder were on defense, I just kept my eyes locked on Steven Adams because, you know, it was like Luau Cabarro and, uh, like, people that we don't really expect to see huge minutes from. So I was just really trying to focus in on that. And he is just so impressive on defense. He's always in the right spot, and he's always moving. Yeah, most definitely. He's so – he's had a lot of improvements over the years, and um, especially considering he's playing with a bunch of guys who may be secondary unit guys and or mm-hmm. guys that will see the rotation in and out. Um, he was very much the floor general on defense. Yeah, and he's just so proactive in getting to his spots. Like, he's already there before picks even arrive. And that's something that 
that I've never really seen out of a big guy to that degree. And it's something that I think the Thunder are trying to leverage on the other end because they're doing a lot of stuff with moving him around the formation before he sets a pick or like they were inbounding it to him so he could catch and then hand off to the, to the uh, running back, <laughs> right <laughs> to the right, point right. guard on the move. And like, they're trying to surprise people with where his picks are coming from. And his picks are already so impressive that that's like not really even fair. Yeah, most definitely. It's kind of one of those situations where, you know, the proverbial, the game is slowing down for him kind of situations where he's already two, three steps ahead in, in what he wants to do on offense, where he wants to set the pick, where he's coming from, where the guy's mm-hmm. going to be going to. That, um, you know, it's it's especially if you don't see it coming, you're going to run into a brick wall. And I imagine a yeah. lot of people are going to run into brick walls this season. <laughs> Yeah, get their teeth knocked out a little bit. Uh, all right, so following up on that, like I think I think we agree that uh, Schroeder and Adams were probably the most impressive Thunder players in this game, right? I agree. Yeah. All right, so uh, as a way to kind of talk about the other players that impressed us, Anthony, what was your most impressive unit from this game? We're supposed to be a unit. <gasps> So the unit that I have most impressive from this game was uh, Raymond Felton, Norland Noel, and Terrence Ferguson. There was the uh, a mixture of you know Ferguson being a starter and the secondary unit that actually brought the Thunder back into the game in the second half and brought them you know within they tied it up and then brought them in within within a few buckets uh, of actually winning this game. So that unit itself was very impressive. Nerlens had a couple of uh, alley oops that were. Uh, just not timed right and so they were you know he missed a couple opportunities there but once that gets synchronized it's going to be a dangerous lineup yeah yeah that that will be a really good lineup and and you know you wonder kind of how how much uh felton is going to get to play with those guys actually running the show um because like we said, once Russ comes back, Schroeder's going to be that backup point guard, and he might be kind of more of a spacer, secondary ball handler. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting to see. And, yeah, I enjoyed that lineup, too. Well, I wonder if it's a situation where maybe um, you might actually see Felton and Schroeder in the second unit together, with Felton bringing up the ball and letting Schroeder kind of roam as that you know shooting guard guy or that guy that can get to the basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I could see that. I, I, based on what we saw today with with Schroeder handling the ball in the pick and roll, I want the ball in his hands as much as possible against those backups. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Felton, Felton's a bit of a better spacer than than uh, Schroeder is, so off the ball might work better for him. Yeah, so that was uh, kind of the unit that I liked. So, uh, Steve, what was the unit that you liked? What was your most impressive unit? Well, it's kind of funny because the unit that got me most excited in this game wasn't even a unit that played very much together. The sight of Noel and Grant running around out there, and I know Grant... Grant had a weird game. He he wasn't scoring from the field. He he missed some bunnies. He missed that finger roll over Zaza that I wish he would have just jammed on him. 
Uh, but he kind of, like, it's interesting. He's turned into one of those guys, and he did it at the end of last year, who even when they're not having a good night from the field, they can make up for it from the free throw line, which is usually just something that superstars do. Uh, and I, I wish he'd hold on to the ball a little better when he gets fouled because he, he loses it on those dunks a lot. But So I think he his aggressiveness was something good to see, and just the side of him and Nerland's playing defense against backup third-string bigs they were just so clearly more athletic. It was amazing. It, it kind of gives you chills, doesn't it, to see those two dudes basically kind of like spread their their wingspans across the paint and be like free th- three point line to three point line. Like we got this. Yeah, absolutely, man. And there was the there was the one play where they were throwing an entry pass to Zaza, and Nerlens just ran around him and intercepted it, and then. He and Jeremy Grant are just running side by side, stride for stride down the court on the break. Just look like, like they look like Usain Bolt, just the sprinters with the long strides. It was so great. Ridiculously long legs, and they're just, you know, three, four steps. They're already at the free throw line on the other end. Yeah, and then you throw so so the lineup, the the unit that I'm most excited about is Schroeder w- with those two guys. And I think the priority on the bench needs to get the the two and the three position to be shooters and to, to fix the spacing issues. And then that's going to be like a killer lineup. Like, I think that might be a lineup that could beat a few teams starters. Yeah, it, it's got some potential. I wonder, like, you know, they want to play pay, uh, space and pace. Uh, you almost wonder if, like, shooters should, like, contact, like, Kyler Murray or the OSU quarterback and get like tips for like that deep pass. Cause it just yeah. seems like as soon as they get the ball, those dudes are already on the other end. Just throw that deep ball, put it up just for grabs like, and let him go yeah, up and get it. Exactly. You're just throwing the fade to the uh, tallest receiver you got out there. Just go up and get it. Yeah, man. It just, it, it, like you said, it, it really did give me chills that one time they were running the break. And and Russell Westbrook didn't even play. <laughs> That's true. So you imagine his intensity. So I just, I kind of want to see like those guys line up and go end from end and just see who's faster. <laughs> that would be great. I, there's a lot of those types of things I'd like to see. Just a, just a straight up sprint race. But yeah, you mentioned intensity. And so... The Thunder got two technicals tonight in the first pregame, preseason game of the season. Like, what is that about? They're trying to <laughs> trying to establish a tone. <laughs> I guess I guess their philosophy is space, pace, and dominance. <laughs> they, them boys were angry today. You know, Coach Donovan picked up a technical foul. Uh, Terrence Ferguson also picked up a technical foul, um, and Terrence Ferguson was using all six of his fouls tonight. Uh, because at that time that he picked up the technical, he had already had five fouls. So they were very aggressive and very hands-on. Yeah, that's just the thing about young players, right? Like you see, uh, you saw Burton out there in the blue-white scrimmage just fouling everybody he could get his hands on. But that's, I mean, so it's a point of emphasis this year, right? The freedom of movement, the the keeping hands off of players that are running without the ball, and. I got. There were a lot of 
what just happened calls in that game, right? Like you'd just be watching and a whistle would blow and then you'd have to wait for the replay to <laughs> find so out who the foul was on. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna that's definitely gonna take a minute. And I also was watching, you know, with the new fourteen second offensive uh rebound shot clock. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching these guys, you know, be more into a hurry to 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 set up re set up and run an offensive play again. You know, you've already lost ten seconds from the clock. So trying to see these players get adjusted to that is gonna be interesting. Yeah, I I I don't know how how much I think that's going to affect the team. I think it'll affect the Thunder more than any other team, but I don't think it'll be to a high degree. But the the freedom of movement stuff, like, on the one hand, it, it hurts a defensive team. But on the other hand, I think if you're going to have a defensive team who can adapt to that, it needs to be one that's very athletic, not the one that's very physical, uh, with the exception of Steven Adams, who's so smart about his physicality now that he rarely gets into foul trouble. I think yeah. that this they've assembled an athletic team that can play defense with their feet instead of their hands. Most definitely, especially when you're talking about getting uh, Russell Westbrook back healthy, getting Andre Robinson back healthy, um, and Paul George when he's you know fully healthy. That's a lot of wingspan and real estate that they cover um, actively and staying in front of these guys with the, with the new rules. It'll definitely be the more smarter defense that's going to dominate. Yeah, and there's another guy you can throw into that too, which is a guy that I know we were we've all been excited about since the draft, and he got some interesting playing time. And I think this is the last guy we're going to talk about, uh, Hamadou Diallo. Yeah, Hamadou got in in the first quarter with uh, three minutes and 28 seconds left. And everything that you read about this guy, that you hear about this guy, is that he's ridiculously athletic. He's uber talented. He just not ready for the game. So it was good to see him get in there, at least with the second unit, kind of start getting a feel for an NBA game. Um, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see him in those games where kind of like the Terrence Ferguson method last year, where we'll throw him in a few games, kind of see how he sinks or swims and then, you know, integrate him in later on slowly. So it'll be good to see how he's going to do. Yeah. At the, at the risk of insulting the man, uh, he'll be this year's, Jeremy Lamb. Yeah, basically. Basically. <laughs> Hopefully he ends up being a better um works out better for us than, than Jeremy Lamb did, but um, Hopefully he doesn't get so confused every time <laughs> he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, he looked he looked really, really <laughs> confident out there and I know it, I mean, I, he took that three from the corner. I don't know how many he attempted at the end of the, at the end of the day. Uh, but he missed it, but it looked really confident and his stroke looked pretty good. Like, I, I think, I think he, he's not a guy like when you saw Andre Robertson shooting at the very beginning of the, his career where you were like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I think, um, half of the NBA lifestyle battle is confidence and he's not lacking in any. Um, yeah. So now if we if we can just get it to a little more arc, a little more, a little more behind it, and and start making those three pointers, look out. Yeah, a little more go go innovativeness. You just yeah. gotta make them. Go to the hole. Go back to your home. <laughs> Are you too good for your home? <laughs> 
You don't want to go to your home? <laughs> All right. So, so that's it for the for the first recap episode of Topic Thunder. I think you know it's the preseason. There's a lot, uh, not a lot to get excited about except literally all the things we just talked about for many minutes. Uh, but maybe we're the weirdos for getting excited about those things. You got anything uh, else? No, uh, excited to see, you know, what this team could look like when everybody's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it could turn out to be a blessing in disguise for, for people getting developmental minutes. But yeah, I just I want to see Russell Westbrook running out there, running around out there, screaming at people as soon as yeah, possible. Yeah, he's got new toys. You you want to see what he can do with the new toys? Got new toys. All right, so that's it for the for this episode. Uh, you can find us at OKC Topic Thunder on Twitter, on thundersintentions.com, um, on now that's Thunder Basketball, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Very soon, keep your eyes open for that and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thunder up. Thunder up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.